Alright, I know it's been too long. I know I have been on hiatus, if you will, but I feel like that was a pretty good series. That was very informative for anybody who was wondering just how we got where we are. And to follow that up, what I want to do is I want to bring in some of the cast of the story. Like I said, I want you to think of your life as if it were a movie. Well, I think it's time that I introduce you to the starring cast. All of these people are rock stars in their own right. And we're going to talk about some of the things that happened in the past, some of the things that we're looking at in the future, in the very near future, the very distant future. And we're going to talk about some of the trials, tribulations, and tumultuous experiences that got us to where we are and kind of galvanized our friendships and everything that we're doing right now. So we are going to bring in one by one some of the people that you heard about in the story, The Homeless Millionaire, so that you can get to know them just a little bit better. All right, so today the person that I'm bringing in is Zach Markle. I know that you heard about many of his heroic escapades in uh, in the story, but today I'm going to interview him and we're just going to kind of talk about some of the crazy things that we did, some of the scary things we we did. I, I feel like I'm going to have to bring up what's going on with him and Ashley. How serious is that getting? Inquiring minds want to know, man. So anyway, uh, I'll let Zach say hi real quick, and then I'll jump into some questions. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Okay, so man, I've I've got to ask since we've kind of relived our past a little bit, and and you had a chance to listen to the the story that I put together of our life. Realistically, it's not just my life. I mean, you were just as much of a homeless millionaire as I was. What was what was like the most revealing part for you, your favorite part when you were getting to relive that story and you were thinking about everything again? I probably liked, I uh, can't remember what episode it was, but basically the part where we were homeless again. It was uh, quite a trip down memory lane. And even though we relived the, or even though we lived that event, hearing you talk about it, it was kind of suspenseful and it was just crazy hearing about it again. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I actually had, <laughs> I had Ashley, um, call me after one of those i think it was one of the ones where like maybe i ended when we were watching harry potter or it was me standing in the poo water or whatever and she she calls me she goes i want to know what happens and i was like you were there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's just such a it's a it's a crazy thing to think of of what we've gone through to get where we're at but i i think that if anything it's it's more of a it's really kind of stapled and and really nailed down the fact that we were doing exactly what we should have been doing and we were with who we should have been with. And it's amazing that we found the people that we found to get through those things because I know personally I couldn't have done it without you guys. It's definitely the same for I think all of us. There's so many times where, you know, each of us wants to just like stop and this is way too hard, but there's always somebody to pick us up, keep us going. Yeah, we we definitely are running a we're running a marathon even though it seems like we have to sprint most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what uh so let's talk a little bit about cuz I think that one of the one of the like the main characters that started coming through cuz I was talking to a lot of our students, some of our employees and and people who were taught like really asking me questions about the homeless millionaire. One of the questions that really kept coming up, man, was a lot of the students didn't even know you and Ashley were together. 
Well, that was kind of by design, I guess. <laughs> and then we stopped thinking about it. But in the beginning, it was uh, we were a studio and we didn't want... Actually, I can't remember the exact reason. We just didn't want to show it off to clients and things like that because there were so many clients who would have been weird about that, I guess. I can't really remember the it's actual reason. because they reason. had a giant crush on Ashley. Well, I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to like... <laughs> Hey guys, everyone likes my girlfriend. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, she is kind of badass. Um, yeah, it's uh, so let's let's. There's a couple points that I really want to kind of, I want to touch on with you specifically. I I say since we've already kind of brought it up, let's start with Ashley because at the beginning, you you weren't necessarily the biggest fan of Ashley. Not at all. <laughs> we actually talked about this the other day. Um, I came into the picture. The timeline is kind of fuzzy, but it was it was right after it was right before that whole thing happened with Ashley. And as anyone can imagine, the first impression you get of somebody, if it's that, you're not a huge fan of them. So it took a while for me to to change my mind on that one. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy because I remember how I I don't want to say like it wasn't like you didn't like her. It's just you were definitely a little apprehensive about letting her in because I mean you're you're very much a a stoic person but like once you break your outer shell like you're like w- literally one of the best people to have on your side so it took her a long time to crack that shell <laughs> <laughs> yeah and actually it was when we were homeless the second time which is or the first time i guess for me second time for how fifth time who knows what it was for you <laughs> but yeah it was during that homeless time when we really connected and we were actually able to just see past all the crap that had happened and just enjoy each other yeah well, I, I will say like watching watching you guys, I mean, you guys have been together what a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. Watching you guys kind of blossom into who you are becoming. I mean, you are, it's it's amazing to watch you guys get stuff done and, and how you're there for one another. And it's, I one of my very favorite things that has come out of this just insane circumstance has been watching you guys like blossom into this this crazy just staple of like realistically everything we're doing it's it, it transcends so much of KMG because so many people lean on you and Ashley and you guys are setting an example of how relationships should be I think it's great well I, I feel like it's the same with a lot of our friendships when you get kind of backed into a corner it forces you to be stronger and it kind of brings the best out of you and so there's been many corners that all of us have been backed into yeah. And so that definitely strengthened our relationship. And anytime there's an issue, it's it just gets easier and easier to get through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you and I were actually talking about it the other night is because for anyone who doesn't really know who I call Thor, this is Zach. Um, for anyone who doesn't know Thor, he is he's every bit the alpha male that I am. So as you can imagine, we would bump heads every now and then. And we were we were actually sitting at the at, at dinner actually last night and we realized that every single year we were together and working actually it was probably more like every single week it got harder and things were crazier and scarier um and instead of us fighting more we started fighting less and we really just started having each other's back more mm-hmm. and and that doesn't happen i don't i can't name another person other than the group that I have right now that that kind of thing has happened with. Yeah. Every other time in my life where things get really difficult, you end up fighting a lot more instead yeah. of getting closer. It's it's really strange. Well, all right. So let's go over a couple of my other like really fa- favorite like Thor moments, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I hope through this 
this conversation we're having, I'm going to be able to find out what uh, what is the title of this going to be. Right now, I think th- th- Thor Moments is pretty good. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> some good, some bad. <laughs> a, a hell of a lot more good. Um, let's talk about... One of my favorite things you and I have ever been through is that that bike ride that we went on. A hundred miles. You and I were nowhere near in shape to pull that off. We've, I think the most we'd ridden was like 30, maybe at the most. And that was only, I think, once or twice because we had been riding to the studio, which was, I think, 16 or 17 miles. And then we went on like maybe one or two bike rides that were 30. And even then, if it was 30, it was we, we rode our bikes there. And then we worked all day and then we rode our bikes back. Yeah. So it wasn't even straight. <laughs> so, and people were really confused when we showed up in our spandex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a pretty interesting thing. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about how how the fact that when we were fighting, because I remember there was there was one time in particular that I really remember was we were just trying to power through it. My knee really started hurting. I think that was the time where we realized we went like, 10 or 12 miles in the wrong direction that and then we had to turn around and go up a giant hill (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah it's it sounds a lot like the business that we've built (laughs) (laughs) i i just one of my favorite things that uh of that ride that really hit home for me um was i remember you kind of taking off and i just i didn't have a prayer to keep up with you and we were riding and we were riding and we were riding and i think it was that giant hill my knee had gotten to start hurting so bad that I stopped at the bottom of the hill. And it was probably, I don't know, 15 minutes and you had already made it all the way up the hill. And I'm like, man, I I don't know where he's going. I don't know if I'm even going to see him again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, probably about 15 minutes later, I see you at the top of the hill and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's going to wait for me. But you didn't wait for me. You rode your bike back down this big ass hill and then you rode your bike back up the hill when I was ready. So you essentially did the hill twice just so that you could stay with your friend. And I think that is such a testament to just who you actually are. You know what I mean? Like you're, you are the most loyal over the top, like incredible person that, that I have in my life in those moments that what I call people who stand in the gap. If there's, if there's a, uh, a break in, in the chain anywhere, it's the leaders of your life who are going to come in and grab each link in those chains and they're going to stand in the gap and keep it together. And man, I was, that was probably when it was most mentally tough for me and seeing you at the top of the hill gave me an initial set of hope. But when you came back down the hill and then went back up with me, that's when I knew we were going to make it all the way to Boulder. And we were still probably 70 miles away. <laughs> yeah, we were still, I don't even know. I guess we were in Littleton at that point. Yeah. So still very far away from Boulder. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. I think it was it, it was right after that. Is that when we stopped at Noodles and Company and got the Caesar salads? Mm-hmm. I just, I remember both of us looking going, there's no way I can eat anything greasy. That is a bad idea. <laughs> Coincidentally, if uh, a guy named Nick Myers uh, listens to this, he tried to go on one of those rides with Thor and myself, um, and we were going to do, were we doing 50 miles or 100 miles? 
I think we started off saying we were going to do 100, but I, we weren't intending on it. Oh, yeah. We were both just told. Well, <laughs> he didn't even make it 50 miles, and we literally made him crap himself. So <laughs> shout out Nick Myers. Uh, he's a great guy, but it was hilarious because the whole time he, I mean, he's super in shape, but he was kind of talking crap. Me and Thor did what we do, and uh, he just could not keep up. It was it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forgot about that. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know what? Let's talk. Let's reminisce about the good old days and, and let's uh, let's talk about this great story called The Homeless Millionaire. Nah, let's just talk about how my old trainer crapped himself when he tried to keep up. <laughs> well, when you remember that kind of thing, you have to bring it up. <laughs> you have to bring it up. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about some of the crazy things that uh, that we did to uh, to get up here. How about. Uh, What's your favorite story about the house when we were trying to get it ready? Th- this house that we're in right now. Um, it's either the outlets or the water. The water was definitely much more scary. The outlets took a lot longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess the water was probably the craziest time for sure. It was what, 84 pipe breaks, something around yeah, there. Yeah, 84. I think we when we counted, we had like 112 holes in our walls. Yeah, and... I don't remember if it was brought up in the podcast, but one thing I was thinking of uh, when you were telling the story is when we had to punch a wall, or we had, we had to punch a hole in the wall every time there was a pipe break, 99% of the time it wasn't in the right spot. Yeah. So we, we'd have to punch a hole, <laughs> see where the thing was at, and then go punch another hole. And Sometimes then, that one was off. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so two to three holes per break. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, I actually, we were talking about this because we were kind of talking about this idea with with everybody who was really close in this story last night. And uh, apparently, uh, Ashley and Zach were cuddling one night, and uh, Zach started talking about outlets in his sleep. So, it was it was a rough time. <laughs> there were outlets everywhere. <laughs> but I don't know. I've I've been electrocuted probably about thirty to fifty times now, so I'm not scared of it anymore. <laughs> I'm not I'm not scared of you. <laughs> well, how about let's talk about what it's been like starting starting this school from scratch. You know, I mean. You, you, if, if anybody out there thinks that, that cooking from scratch is hard, I mean, start a school from absolute scratch. What do you think you're, let's go the hardest thing that, that you've done at the school versus the most rewarding thing. They might be the same thing. I know they're that different kind for of, me. Yeah. Um, probably the most difficult thing is just all the unexpected things that pop up. I mean, we didn't really, ha- we didn't have a rule book to go by. Yeah. So we just started doing it and then realized something was wrong, fixed it. And then that was just a ongoing process. Um, that was probably the most difficult thing. The most rewarding thing is is definitely just seeing um, people become better and learn things and become excited and just become completely different people because of it. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the things Ashley was mentioning last night when we were kind of recounting everything that we've done, she said it's gotten to a point where she's trying to d- dissuade people from booking privates with you because they never want to work with anybody else. <laughs> well, I think it's it's very similar to, to the way you are. It's just we have our own way of doing things. It's not necessarily by the book. And sometimes that's not a good thing, but it's it's very unique and it's it's something you can't really find anywhere. It, exactly. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think what we are accomplishing and watching these kids 
like we're we're literally running around igniting their passion because obviously if they're coming to the school they have some sort of passion for music and it's really our job to find it and that's why with our new curriculum being a a focus-based thing where you can pick an artist or a a production that we're going to be rolling out i think is is really cool but it's it's awesome to watch these kids go through the the program and we have all those core classes but then they're saying oh i really want to learn more about live sound so we're able to kind of shift their focus with teachers who do that and some of these kids i had one kid the other other day say i never i've been in um he's already gone to a community college a traditional university and an online thing he paid for and he said out of those three ways of learning he has always hated music theory, was not interested in it, didn't want to do anything regarding music theory until he met you. Wow. And and so you're igniting that passion inside of him. And now he's like, hey, uh, can I get I get, can I get with Thor? What's, what's <laughs> Thor doing? Hey, can I sit in? Hey, anytime he's doing a, a session, hey, anytime he's doing this, hey, is Thor up there like mixing? Can I just go like sit? And I'm like, bro, like he still needs to get stuff done. <laughs> but it's just, it's funny to just, I mean, traditional learning, I, I mean, advanced university, a community college and online, all three of those ways weren't able to ignite his passion for learning. And that's something you were able to do. Well, that's awesome. I know I've had some friends who also took uh, no online classes, but community college and just hearing that the way that they teach it there is, I was like, how are you expected to retain any of that information or use any of that information yeah. if you're just sitting in a classroom? Yeah. Like, do, you know, just doing the normal hearing a lecture. Yeah. You can't learn music by someone speaking to you. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of kind of have to experience yeah. <laughs> certain parts of the music. Um Let's talk about when the when the whole microburst thing happened and we had to uproot from Greenwood Village. Um, how, when you first heard that, because I mean, we were already st- kind of fighting with that landlord. When you first heard that all of that was going down, what was your initial thought? Here we go again. Someone's going to ask me to help him move. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> give it... Give it. <laughs> No, I don't know. It was it was definitely very scary. Bro, you should <laughs> never buy a truck. Don't ever buy a truck. They're gonna be like, hey, hey, uh, can uh... so give them a little bit of your background. What what you did before uh, you came on full time at KMG? Um, well, I was a mover for about eight years, and um, one of those years I had my own company, um, which was really the reason I started respecting KMG as much as I did, is because I had started trying um, to make my own company, and the people that I was working with just didn't have the drive or the follow through that I needed to actually be successful. And so it was really frustrating. And then just seeing a whole team that was um, just, you know, just straightforward, go ahead. Nobody had any, like, if, if there was an issue, it just got taken care of. Yeah. It wasn't like, why the heck are you just sitting on your, <laughs> on your butt, just doing nothing? There wasn't any of that going on. Yeah. And it was, it was just a good place to follow your dream. Um, but yeah, so I was a mover, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, as as you found out in the homeless millionaire, we found him because he he became our piano player and then became one of my best friends through that. And then I, we just wanted to get into into business together. So, I mean, now I think because we've we've given Thor part of KMG and uh, um, he's he's in the ownership circle. And then he also, um, I mean, we're starting like four or five other businesses. I mean, it seems like every single time we get to hang out, we're 
we're popping up uh, another idea. It's like, oh man, we got to do that that idea because we're going to be able to crush it. You know what I mean? And it's not crush it to to make money. Yes, that's a byproduct, and we want to make money as a byproduct of us just being us. But it's because we can really see a better way to get stuff done. We can really see a better way to do things. We can really put our best foot forward. And we know that we can change some lives and and really move mountains, if you will, because we we really have moved mountains. I mean, I'm not scared of anything at this moment. Yeah, it, I can't remember the at the point where it happened, but it, it gets to the point where there's an, an issue and you're just like, okay, let's deal with it. Like, you're not scared anymore. You're just like, another one? Okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's hit it right now. Yeah. Anything that pops up, you just have to, you just have to tackle it. Like I always say in my meetings, especially my hard conversations, I always say I deal with things head on and immediately. I say that all the time. And I think I really learned that from just this team. It's a byproduct of this team being this team because we all deal with stuff head on and immediately. Mm-hmm. What is, what's your big takeaway? Because I mean, you've been you've been with us for a little over three years in this crazy, crazy ride. Um, what's your big takeaway that that you've learned? If you were, if there's someone else who's going to start a business with their friends, um, if they're following their dream or they're doing something along the lines, and you know how hard it gets. What are what are some of the things that you had to tell yourself kind of repeatedly? What are some of the takeaways? Some of the things that you really want people out there to remember so that they can hopefully by listening to our story get there just a little bit faster than we did. That's kind of a hard one. Um definitely I I'm sure you've mentioned it a number of times in your podcast, but just the perseverance and not giving up. That's really the only the only thing that makes us so much different, I think. I mean, obviously we have, you know, a lot of different skills throughout the five of us. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, like we were just saying, it doesn't really matter what issue pops up. We don't give up and we just we just tackle it. And as you just said, head on. You're probably the best at that. Just <laughs> Whether it's confrontations or whatever it is, you don't have a problem at all with that. But, <laughs> no, I don't. But it doesn't matter what the situation is. Just don't give up and you have to keep going because there are going to be parts. You have to go into it knowing that you're going to want to give up over and over and over again. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. Well, and it it just goes back to that that thing I love hearing and it was from an old Jay-Z thing and he said, you know, the only crazy thing that I did is I didn't quit. And I think if you're out there and you know you have a good thing and you have good people, just don't quit. I mean, you have to persevere. I think probably the thing that gave me the belief, because I <clears throat> I remember what it was like when I was alone. When I was start, when I was like literally driving to Colorado alone, and I I was embarking alone. I remember how much more scared I was in those moments. And I know that any any if I'm the best at tackling things head on and immediately of our group, that's only because I have the best team and I know what we're capable of. And I would say one thing that I would add on to the perseverance thing is find the right people. And you can literally persevere through anything. That's absolutely right. I should have <clears throat> I should have put that in there because there's so many times where there's a situation where you know, for example, you want to give up, and we have so many people to lean on. It it changes everything. Yeah, and I mean, and that's that's something I know I can attest to. I know you can. I mean, I mean, 
I've seen you cry. You've seen me cry. We've definitely seen the girls cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mitch has been right there with us. I mean, we're not... I think the other thing is, is we've all taken off our masks. Like none of us are like trying to be cool in front of one another. We're just, we're just each other. And if someone needs us and needing doesn't just mean that like we get a pat on the back or a hug. Needing sometimes is like a full on kick in the ass. I know that you've given me more than a few of those like, dude, stop. Like, <laughs> cause I'm an eccentric guy. And that's why I think Thor is just such a, a great person to have in my life because he's one of those people who can kind of break through my BS. And he's like, all right, this is what needs to happen. And I know, I know that getting to that moment, that, that comfortability, if you will, with someone is actually really hard, especially for men, because when another man tells you that you're messing up, you, you immediately are like, you're messing up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's one thing that we've just never done. And I mean, we've had some crazy nights, but like, we've never like looked at each other and had that kind of hostility. Yeah. I mean, I think, and that probably just boils down to like trust and respect. Cause I know like I literally trust you with absolutely anything in my life. Yeah. Likewise. And the perseverance thing I think goes for each of our relationships as well. Cause there's been, I'm sure with everybody, I know you've, you've talked about it with uh, some of the other people, but just times that you want to give up on the person, but that I mean, that thought it might cross your mind, but you never take it seriously once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 funny. Some of the things that that will cross your mind because it's it, another thing. I know I I bring up like analogies and different things like that, but one of the things that I really like is Steve Jobs. Is he says you know, and he talks about perseverance. He he actually said that the only difference he goes, it's not funding, it's not intellect, it's not the idea, it's it's literally the difference between a good company and a great company or a company that is successful and one that fails is is literally perseverance. And he said, but it's perseverance to the point where any sane person would have quit. Any rational person would have quit. And I take pride in the fact that all of us are freaking crazy. Yeah, no, you definitely feel that way sometimes. It- when you decide that you're not going to give up and you really, you do feel like, like, I am crazy. Why am I doing this? What? But you don't stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, well, we, we, we talk about a lot. Uh, we've got to plant, plant, plant because the harvest is inevitable. And sometimes we go through droughts and sometimes it's an emotional drought. It's a money drought. It's a relationship drought. Um, but the harvest always comes. And I think one of the things that we found is we we really harvested the fact that we are rich beyond measure in the people department and that's why i think we're going to always be okay and we're going to we're going to be able to do anything that we want oh yeah it's our favorite saying we're the best team in the world yeah that is <laughs> that is a, okay so we're going to so full disclosure i don't know what order i'm going to put these in uh we started we we literally just drew names out of a out of a well, actually, off the table, I crumpled crumpled him up. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he just he just mentioned that he said we have the best team in the world. What we're going to do now is through the different interviews, I'm going to find a way to try to bring that up, and let's see if they have the right answer. And and scouts honor God's honest truth. I'm not going to tip their hand, but let's see if if they say something about that because. We all truly believe in one another. We truly believe in where we're going. And it literally, we have the momentum to do anything we want now. So with that being said, um, I got to, again, 
give a giant shout out to uh, Zach Markle, one of my very best friends. I respect and and trust and love this person beyond measure. And um, hopefully we don't have another homeless story. I, let's let's try to put that one in the past. But with this guy by my side, I know that if I have to go to that place in my life yet again, I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. And if everything fails, you know, we'll just, we'll make napkins for a living. Yeah. <laughs> we always, we always say, look, we've got the best team in the world. So we could be door to door napkin salesmen and we could be successful because <laughs> the first rule in sales is belief. Never sell anything you don't believe in. And we absolutely believe in everything we're doing and the people we have and where we're going. So um, thanks again, Thor. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you. I, we got to get this guy on here more. So we're going to talk. He just did a, a really cool thing, uh, produced all of the music for a Brett Favre documentary on concussions, uh, produced all the music for Livy K's new uh, EP that's dropping in the UK. She just won uh, UK's top model. She's going to be a, a superstar. She just did uh, some amazing, like all these photo shoots. I mean, I don't even know how big this girl really is because um, another guy we got to get on here, John Gillette. Um, he's kind of running point on that, but she's doing some just incredible things. Uh, Thor stepped in and just really made the music that is going to make this project just go to the moon. Um, and then he's producing another, uh, girl with me, Colby Wolf. He just made her newest song, Scar Tissue. So I'm telling you this guy with all of his talents, look out for him. Uh, it, it, your name on Instagram is is Zach underscore KMG Life. That's right. Um, and then if you ever need to email him, if you have questions about, um, hey, I need some composition work done. Hey, I need beats done. Hey, um, I just want to get to know you because you're a freaking badass. Um, his email is Zach, and that's with a K. That's the correct spelling. He is not Zach. So it's Z-A-C-K at KMGLife.com. Drop him an email if you want to get... Uh, uh, in touch with him. Um, but again, guys, thank you for listening to our story. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to keep introducing you to all of the starring uh, cast, the starring members of The Homeless Millionaire. Thanks, Zach. I really appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you.